This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Thursday mornings are time with Wendy Christine from Integrated Health Solutions. Wendy, always good having somebody who understands health, the body, wellness and all of those things at a time where somewhere between feeling like a hamster in a wheel running around your front garden to if you don't have that option to uh, sneak a, a run up and down the stairs of the block of flats. And these are the kind of stories we've been hearing. Or those, Wendy, like someone sent me a message yesterday to say, I never really liked chocolate before. But now all I'm doing is eating chocolate. So everybody's got their own story. Good morning, Brad. Yes, that's very true. And the more you hear, the more you realize, well, we're actually all in this together. Mm. Um, and it, although it's a very unique situation, each person is, is and each person is experiencing it uniquely, there are some similarities. Mm. So I, I've, uh, I wear a, a fitness tracker. And one of the things on my fitness tracker that I've often wondered about was it wants to try and get me to do my 10,000 steps. And I haven't asked too many questions as to why that number. And I must say now during lockdown, I've tried as hard as I can to get there, even though I'm not walking here, there and everywhere. How can I try and get close to that number? And I'm so grateful I can speak to you about it because I don't think it's just a random number. No, it's not a random number. What uh, the Center for Disease Control recommends about 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week. Mm. So if you calculate that, um, it works out at about 10,000 steps um, per day. So yeah. you're looking at about five or six kilometers, depending on how quickly you walk. Um, and that's about 30 minutes of daily exercise. So if they break that 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week down to your daily exercise, um, it works out to your 10,000 steps over over a period of seven days. So is it a worthwhile goal to go for? I mean, I'm one of those. I've got this thing buzzing every now and again, and I'm sure many others have different brands of these reminding me, please move, please move. So we don't want to make the conversation around fitness trackers, but the, being reminded that it's time to move and being given a goal, I mean, that's already a step in the right direction. And it's the kind of thing, you know, that you can work out in minutes if you don't have a fitness tracker or at least set yourself little chunks of the day. Okay, every hour I'm going to set a reminder on my computer or whatever to get up from my desk where we seem to be spending forever time at the moment and at least doing something that would get us moving even if we don't have something actually physically measuring us. Yes, well, I think the idea is movement is important. So if we, whether we have a tract or not, we have a guideline. If, if we know that if we are unable to do that 30 minutes or, or five kilometers in one go, we can walk up and down the stairs. Mm. We can sort of um, march on the, on the spot, you know, when we are able to walk and when we're able to get out and exercise again, we can walk 20 minutes. We can park our car a little bit further away. Yeah from the shops and we can walk further instead of parking right outside the door. So there are certainly ways to, to get that in if you're not able to measure it. But the idea is that we are moving and that we're moving frequently because our bodies are not designed to sit at a desk all day mm. long. It's bad for our posture, it's bad for our spines, it's bad for our organs, um, and it doesn't allow for um, optimal health mm. and op optimal circulation in our bodies. I mean, 10,000 steps seems like quite a lot. And again, we come back to that point that we mention almost every week of being intentional, of at least having some kind of goal that we need to aim for. But uh, I mean, the, the stepping aside, we often think of exercise as is, okay, I'm using my joints and muscles are now working. 
But at the end of the day, this is also about calories burned. And I think during this time, many people are saying they're consuming far more calories than they would normally do because the fridge is right there and they're rather curious and they're not taking a packed lunch to work, as it were. So all of the stuff and the temptations and everything are, are, are there, but we need to take some kind of control so things don't get out of control. Yes, well, it is. Look, I don't particularly like calories. Um, I work on other markers, but mm. in, in this instance, it's 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 easy to um, relate to with the calories. So if you think about weight loss, is not or maintaining weight is not as simple as calories in, calories out. But if if you simplify it down, and you look at the fact that if you eat a certain number of calories, you need to. Um, for a female, uh, an adult woman, you're looking at an average of about 1,600 to 1,800 calories per day. Mm. For men, you're looking at about 2,000 to 2,200. So that was your a average um, calorie consumption for, for the day. Now, if you're overweight, you want to reduce that by at least 500 calories to be able to lose weight. Or you want to be able to exercise so that you can maintain whatever your calorie um, intake is. Mm. Now, again, as I say, it's not that simple. So certain people um, will have a different metabolism, will have a different genetic structure. So it, it is not necessarily what you're exercising or what you're eating is going to impact on your weight. But a lot of people I know have, they like to exercise, they like to keep themselves moving so that they can continue to eat the foods that they enjoy. Um, but if you are wanting to lose weight, you definitely need to reduce your consumption of calories overall to be able to um, to be able to reduce your weight. And you need to add exercise to it as well. Um, there's, of course, people who, who get this idea that it's all or nothing. And I think that's a terribly dangerous place to be. Would you agree in the area of weight loss and movement like we're talking about here today or maintaining or just getting active? They say, OK, 10,000 steps and then they measure it if they have access to that. Three days in a row, they only get halfway there and they think, I'll never do it. This is pointless. I'm going to quit. I'm just a failure. And, and that's often the emotional space people get in in the area of movement and eating right, almost as if it's some kind of punishment. Um, uh, but we can take it in, in little bite-sized pieces. Yes, absolutely. I think the, the, the danger is that with that all or nothing approach, you often overextend yourself in that first day or two of training. And so either you don't make your full goal because you feel exhausted or you hurt yourself and you become injured. Um, and then you're also not able to continue with that. So the idea is if you're not already at that goal that you've set for yourself to, um, to go up in small increments. So you can add a thousand steps to, you know, if you, if you're not doing anything, you can start by doing a thousand steps a day and you can add to that every couple of days or every week or so until you are able to get to the, you know, to your optimal goal, which would be around 10,000 steps. Uh, chat to us a little bit about this amazing word you shared with me called homeostasis. Uh, and how does that play a role in, in movement and in, in what we eat? So homeostasis is balance. In the body, our bodies fight to maintain homeostasis. They, our bodies want to feel like there is a sense of balance. Mm. And anything that disrupts that balance is going to create a problem. So your body is going to fight against that. It wants to stay in balance. And um, when something is not right or missing, our bodies can either crave certain foods or um, we can get sick. There's, there's various different things that cause um, disruptions or that disruptions to our homeostasis causes. Yeah. So ultimately, we want to maintain that balance. So um, the problem we seem to be having a, a, around this time is a lot of emotional distress. 
Uh, we know so many people under so many various kinds of stress and strain during this lockdown period. And for some people, even uh, beyond the 1st of May, the challenge is going to be very, very real. Food seems to be a comforter to many and many a story of an overcome uh, a health concern has always been around taking control of eating. We, we seem to have a love-hate relationship with food, whichever way you look at it, Wendy, it's an emotional thing. That's true. But also foods release chemicals. So um, we respond to those chemicals because we are lacking them. And when your body is, uh, when you're stressed, when there's environmental pressures, and we're trying to comfort ourselves, we very often turn to foods, but we don't often turn to the, turn to the foods that nourish us. We very often oh. turn to the foods that deplete us. Um, but it's because of that quick chemical release that we get into our brains and into our bodies. So let's have a, a quick a chat in closing, Wendy, about some of the tips that could help us to set ourselves straight and to, to stop thinking about exercise and eating a particular way as a diet or as the short-term thing to get me to a particular place, but more of a lifestyle change. I think we, we really do have to adapt to this new normal, whatever our new normal looks like now. Um, and we need to find routine in that. I think I've spoken to a number of people who have said they haven't really established a routine. Um, and we are, most of us like routine. Mm. Most of us do well in routine. So we have to figure out a way that's going to work for us. Then we need to schedule time to exercise. Whether we're putting a, a reminder in our phone whether we have a little alarm that goes off to remind us we need to get up, we need to run up and down the stairs, we need to jump on the trampoline, we need to whatever it is that we need to do to get active. And we also need to adapt our exercise routines then to fit the regulations. Mm. So if we're not allowed to go outside, what can we do? I've seen um, people um, set up bars outside their home so they can do pull-ups. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously if you've got a garden and you've got that availability, you can do those kind of things. But it's really just about being adaptive and changing to fit that. And then find ways to connect with family and friends in new ways. Um, play games. Um, look for reasons to be positive and grateful and help other people because in, when we help other people, it takes the focus off ourselves. And that really also improves our brain chemicals. So it encourage us, encourages us to keep going. This is one of those conversations that leads to a lot of introspection. How am I doing during this time? What kind of outcomes do I expect overall in my life? And also a time to perhaps realize we take a lot of things for granted when it comes to food possibly and movement. If you have a gym membership and now suddenly it's not there and you have to think of new ways, this is all possible. And we're so grateful, Wendy, for your direction this morning just to push us once again into the right direction. So Wendy, thanks so much for your time this morning. And I have this incredible desire to stand up from the studio desk and go and take a stroll outside because uh, I feel like that's really what I need to be doing. I've been sitting for far too long. So thanks for bringing these things to our attention and thanks for helping us to be better versions of ourselves. Pleasure, Brad, and have a great day. So good to connect with Wendy Christine. She's from Integrated Health Solution. Make sure to Google them and uh, get in touch with her. And uh, that's so grateful for her time every single Thursday morning. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.